Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Michael Krasny. In an interview for a documentary released yesterday, Pope Francis said he favors civil unions for same-sex couples, a step toward more inclusion for LGBTQ people in the Catholic Church. We'll talk to Jesuit priest and LGBTQ advocate Father James Martin about the significance of the Pope's statements. Then at 9.30, many Bay Area food banks are in dire need of more volunteers as they are feeding significantly more people than before the coronavirus pandemic started. People are seeking more help with food as they have lost income and jobs. We'll discuss the growing problem of food insecurity and how you can help. And that's all next after this news. Welcome to this morning's forum. I'm Michael Krasny. In a new documentary released yesterday titled Francesco, Pope Francis expressed his support for same-sex civil unions for the first time as Pope. Specifically, he said, and I quote, homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. You can't kick someone out of a family nor make their life miserable for this. What we have to have is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. End of quote. What's your reaction to Pope Francis' statement, and what does it mean to you? You can give us a call now. I invite you to do that. Our toll-free number is available. It's 866-733-6786. The number again for your calls, 866-733-6786. And you can also get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or email your thoughts to us forum at kqed.org. And joining me now to discuss the potential impact of the Pope's endorsement of same-sex civil unions is someone who has long advocated for LGBTQ inclusion in the Catholic Church, Father James Martin, Jesuit priest, editor-at-large of America, a national Catholic weekly magazine, and author of Building a Bridge, How the Catholic Church and the LGBT Community Can Enter into a Relationship of Respect, Compassion, and Sensitivity. Father Martin, welcome. Good to have you with us. Thank you. My pleasure. I guess the place I'd like to begin with you, and I'd just like to say this uh, is uh, apparently a support for civil unions, not for same-sex marriages, but I'm really wondering how significant it is in light of the fact that uh, it was in a film, in a documentary. It didn't come out of a papal bull or uh, something directly from the Vatican that was official. And I know that you've said, in effect, that uh, you think it's a major step forward. Why, when it's well, not I official? Do. I do. Uh, in a sense, it's official because the Pope is saying it on the record in this documentary. It is not a change of teaching. Um, but And he has said it before uh, when he was Archbishop of uh, Buenos Aires in Argentina. He's mentioned it in interviews, kind of obliquely, more of a kind of toleration of these things. 
But, you know, here he is saying it on the record, uh, in public, on a film, uh, in a very clear and direct way. Um, and so I think you can see from the reaction, you know, what it has meant. Uh, and so even the change in tone, the change in approach and the change in conversation uh, is, in a sense, a kind of teaching. And a teaching which will have, in your judgment, a major effect, particularly when the church actually used language like intrinsically disordered in the past, or you had uh, then Cardinal Ratzinger, who would become, of course, future Pope Benedict, uh, talking about um, not leading anywhere toward approving homosexual behavior or legal recognition of homosexual unions. Well, I think when you look at, uh, as you, you mentioned, Cardinal Ratzinger, later Pope Benedict, uh, there was a document in 2003 that came out from his office, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the, of the Faith, that talked about civil unions and closed the door on any kind of civil union, um, you know, let alone same-sex marriage. So that the Pope would speak in any way favorably about this, um, and as I said, he had in Buenos Aires, uh, is a big deal. Um, you know, it really is a kind of change of stance. I would say one thing it will do is that it will make it much more difficult uh, for bishops, or at least they should think twice about it, uh, you know, of, of opposing civil unions um, and same-sex marriage as a threat to traditional marriage, because, you know, clearly from his remarks, the Pope doesn't seem to think that. Does that include bishops, for example, in places like Sub-Saharan Africa or in Poland, where there's been so much rather strong, strident, and vituperative uh, opposition to same-sex marriage, let alone civil unions. Well, yeah, and e even just, you know, LGBTQ people in general. Uh, I think you're right in pointing out those two areas. Poland, uh, some of the bishops have talked about LGBTQ people as the rainbow plague. They've compared them to Nazis. Uh, in Uganda, uh, some of the bishops have sided with uh, repressive laws that criminalize homosexuality. And so, one thing to keep in mind as we, you know, we're talking in the Bay Area, um, you know, a lot of American Catholics might think, well, this is not really a big deal or not enough or whatever. Uh, in places like Poland and Uganda and, you know, Sub-Saharan Africa and Eastern Europe in general, this is a big deal, right? I mean, to hear the Pope speak in any way positively is a challenge to a lot of these bishops. And I, I can't imagine what they're thinking right now. Well, since you mentioned the Bay Area, the Archbishop uh, in the Bay Area was involved in a campaign uh, just a few years ago to make sure, in fact, uh, raised about a million dollars to ban same-sex marriage. Uh, I'm wondering what kind of effect this would have on someone like that, like him. Uh, you would, I don't want to speak for Archbishop Cordelione, certainly not. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think that there are indeed many bishops in the United States and archbishops, you know, who have spoken out against these things. And you would you would have to ask him what what he thinks about this statement. Well, I know from reading Frank Bruni's article about you, uh, Father James Martin, with us again. Uh, if you've just joined us, uh, Jesuit priest and editor at Large of America, which is uh, National Catholic Weekly magazine. Uh, Bruni talked about you as a kind of um, papal, uh, excuse me, a priest rock star, if you will, uh, because you've uh, certainly inspired a lot of people in terms of rights for LGBTQ, but you've also inspired a lot of enmity and a great deal of, frankly, anger. Um, and, and I say that only because uh, there's a Pew Research poll that says 67% of American Catholics actually support same-sex marriage, as opposed to 62% of Americans who feel that way. Well, it is ironic. And yes, I have um, uh, engendered a lot of anger and hatred. But basically what I'm doing, I'm not challenging any church teaching on, on same-sex marriage or same-sex relations. I'm not challenging the catechism. I'm basically 
looking at Jesus's message of love, mercy, and inclusion, and also pointing out to people that in the catechism, we are invited to treat LGBT people with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. But frankly, even that, and frankly, even inviting people to listen to LGBTQ people is, is a threat to people. And, you know, I mean, as, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, uh, it's, it's threatening to people to think about homosexuality. Uh, you know, if you're not, for example, comfortable in your own sexuality, or if you have someone in your family, you know, with whom you're in opposition. So this, this, this issue really just, um, you know, angers a great many people, I would say, mostly on the far right. Those people on the far right were angered, I suppose, if you go back to when the Pope said, who am I to judge and actually hugged a transgender man? Oh, sure. I mean, but they're also, I mean, to be sort of more, look at this from a broader point of view, they're, they're just angry at the Pope in general. So it's not just on issues of LGBT, it's, it's on issues of refugee and migration, on, on issues of the environment. And so there's a sort of very small cadre of uh, archbishops and bishops and Catholic commentators who are just violently opposed to him. Um, you had uh, a bishop uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, come out today and say uh, the Pope needs to clarify what he said. You have Cardinal uh, Raymond Burke saying that this is dangerous. You have Bishop uh, Strickland in Tyler, Texas, saying, I couldn't believe today uh, that, um, you know, they can fire me if they want, but I think that his approach to synods and listening to people is, quote, garbage, end quote. So it's, it's more than just the LGBT issue. It's a kind of fundamental uh, mistrust of uh, Pope Francis among, I would say, a small group of uh, bishops in the country. Do you think that mistrust is exacerbated by the positions he's taken on migrants, uh, particularly in this film that we're talking about, Francesco, where he says uh, that it's wrong uh, what's been done at the border by the United States or done in other areas with migrants? I don't think that's the issue as much as issues surrounding sexuality and authority in the church. Uh, fundamentally, uh, I think that many of his critics don't like the idea that he relies on uh, people's consciences so much. Uh, there was a big hubbub about uh, divorced and remarried Catholics receiving communion. And he said in this particular document called Amoris Laetitia, that, you know, it's in a sense, it's up to their consciences. That's a kind of summar summarizing of it. And a lot of people just freaked out uh, about that. And I, you have to wonder, do they really believe in the Holy Spirit's activity in these people's consciences? So it's a pretty fundamental disagreement, I, I, again, among some bishops, not, not most bishops in the United States, but a sort of small and vocal minority. Well, I'll ask listeners again, what's your reaction to Pope Francis's endorsement of same-sex civil unions? You can give us a call, and please feel free to do that now at 866-733-6786. We do want to hear from you and hear your thoughts. Again, the number to call, 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or email us, forum at kqed.org. Here's Daniel, who emails us, who says, the Pope can say all he wants, but we, liberal San Francisco, are stuck with the conservative Archbishop Joseph Cordelione. Uh, and in fact, let me read uh, a statement yesterday from the San Francisco Archbishop who reiterated his opposition to same-sex couples marrying. He said, and I quote here, the Holy Father clearly differentiated between a civil arrangement which accords mutual benefits to two people and marriage. The former, he said, can in no way be equated to marriage which remains unique. It's curious uh, in some ways to me, Father Martin, uh, that the Archbishop also was saying, well, a brother and sister could have a civil union, for example. He was talking about all sorts of civil unions in addition to just uh, LGBTQ. 
Well, I, I don't want to comment on what the Archbishop said, but I would say that when you listen to the Pope's remarks, they come in the context of homosexuality. So he's talking about gay people. He says, you know, gay people should never be, uh, you know, rejected from their families. And then the very next thing he says is, you know, I'm in favor of, uh, you know, depending on the translation, civil unions. So in other words, he is speaking about same-sex civil unions or same-sex cohabitation or however you want to say it, whatever he was. He was saying, I supported this in Argentina. In other words, um, he is speaking about uh, LGBT people. So I don't want to I don't want to say that he's not referring to that in, in his comments. It's, it's clear what he's, he's talking about. Yeah, understood. Um, I'm looking at a tweet from a listener who says, it's good to hear from this from leadership, but many people pick and choose what to follow. This will most likely not sway the stronger anti-same-sex believers. And let me uh, bring a question to you, if I may, Father uh, Martin. This is a listener who asks, how does the church treat the parents who are LGBTQ? If you are a child of a same-sex couple, you can still be baptized. No, part of baptism involves the parents committing to raising the child in the faith, so it absolutely makes sense to treat them as full-fledged members. Well, that, no, I'm sorry, I want to be clear. So the, the children of LGBT couples or LGBT children of straight couples? I think you're asking about LGBT uh, children of, of uh, LGBT parents. Children of LGBT parents, right? Yeah, I think that okay. was the question, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it depends on the on the parish and the diocese. Um, in many parishes, uh, the children, for example, are welcomed and baptized and go to Catholic school. But unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of this depends on where you happen to live, which I think is kind of a scandal. So the the reception of a child um, or children, you know, of LGBT couples tends to depend on what diocese you're in. So in some places, it's not a problem, and the priest or the the bishop will say, "Of course, we're going to baptize the child." In other cases, it's not as clear, and it's a little bit of a you know heavy lift for the parents. Um, one of the things that Francis is talking about mainly, though, is LGBT kids in families not being kicked out. Yeah, we've got to break away for a minute. We'll be back with our guest, and uh, we'll take your phone calls. Father James Martin with us. Feel free to participate. I'm Michael Krasny. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. We're talking with Father James Martin about the decision by Pope Francis in a documentary to essentially declare his support for same-sex civil unions. And uh, if you would like to add your voice to this discussion, we would certainly welcome hearing from you. You can join us now at 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. And you can also Get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any thoughts you might have or questions to forum at kqed.org. Let's bring a caller aboard. Suzanne joins us. Suzanne, welcome. Good morning. I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm uh, a Catholic. I raised my children in Catholic church. They went to Catholic high school, Catholic schools. And I feel that it's about time the Catholic church catches up to how today is. I mean, my, my sons went to an all-boys school, Reardon, and um, there were a lot of young men and, and people there that were gay, and they should be accepted e exactly the same way as any other child of God. I mean, I think that's what the Pope meant, and being married to another man or to another woman shouldn't make you anything different but a couple, you know, whether it's man and wife or, or woman and woman or man and man. They're still good parents, and they're still couples. They love each other. That, well, that's what God wants us to do, is love each other. 
Do you agree, Father James? Yeah, and I would say, honestly, the very last thing that the church should do uh, is treat children differently. I, I, I'm a very strong believer in the fact that, uh, you know, if a child from a, a, a same-sex couple presents himself or herself, or the, the parents present themselves, uh, present the kid for baptism or education, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything worse than distancing a child from, from the church or from the sacraments or from an experience of God. Um, you know, because of anything that parents do. I mean, the parents could be straight and divorced or could be a single mother, could be anything. The, the child should never be punished. Again, our guest is Father James Martin and another caller joining us. Uh, that's Billy. Billy, welcome. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just had a statement. Um, I, was, I was raised Catholic, um, and I feel, you know, it's about time that the Church's view on homosexuality. Um, it, that's one of the reasons that I stopped going to church. Um, but I feel it's finally progressing, <clears throat> just like Obama. You know, you've got a first step toward equality within within the church. And I think, you know, the church is more about the soul and then, than sexuality. And there's, you know, and I always had a hard time figuring out what was going on. They would talk about that kind of thing. Um, so I'm really glad that this, this is progressing this way. And I think it's a lot, it's a first step towards more equality and I think eventually the truth will, a pope like this, will finally come around. All right. Thank you for those comments, Billy. Good to hear from you. I'm wondering, uh, Father Martin, is this a practical move in some ways? Uh, the church has been certainly losing membership, gaining in some areas, uh, in some parts of the world, uh, but also uh, wanting to be more inclusive uh, may have a practical side to it in terms of uh, just the numbers of those who identify as LGBTQ. Um, no, definitely not. I don't think, I don't think he looks at it as practical or numbers. I think he looks at it from a pastoral point of view. So in other words, this is a Pope who we have to remember he's the first Pope ever to use the word gay. He has gay friends. I mean, I, I, a friend of mine is over there now who's friends with him, who's going to meet with him at some point. Uh, and so he's reaching out pastorally. Uh, so it's, it's a response to his experience of LGBTQ people. Uh, I met with him for 30 minutes last year, and we I can't reveal what we he said, but I can say that we spoke about LGBT Catholics and LGBT people. So it's more pastoral. I mean, if you think, you know, for example, you know, when Jesus was, you know, feeding the crowds, it wasn't to increase the number of disciples. It was a pastoral response. And that's what I think we see here. Well, what do we make out of the fact that in the documentary, uh, and this documentary was made by a Los Angeles-based filmmaker, and there's a, a real backstory to that, uh, a lot of uh, tea and cookies and uh, making his way uh, through various contexts into the Vatican and talking to the Pope, um, uh, and he happened to be Jewish as well, and there was a lot of uh, sort of interfaith and what used to be called ecumenical uh, accord between them. But in the documentary, there's uh, the profile of uh, the whole Juan Carlos Cruz case, uh, the Chilean survivor of uh, clergy sexual abuse, who back in 2018, uh, in a visit to Chile, Francis discredited, didn't he? Yeah, and actually Juan Carlos and I are friends. Uh, what happened was uh, the Pope was basically, I mean, to cut through a lot of the uh, sort of confusion, the, the Pope was basically getting bad information about what was going on in the ground in Chile about some of the bishops, uh, you know, who he'd been told, well, these guys are being unfairly accused, right, of cover up and sex abuse. When he met with the, the survivors, including Juan Carlos, uh, he was told otherwise, and he apologized for that. Uh, and so he and Juan Carlos have become friends, which I, I think is wonderful. Um, 
And Juan Carlos is the man who reported that the Pope said to him, you know, God made you this way and God, God loves you this way and I love you this way. So again, you know, this is the Pope who, who I think more than any other Pope ever, you know, has had one-on-one -on -one encounters with LGBT people. And that's the way you, that's the way you change minds and hearts. That is the way you humanize things, uh, yeah. indeed. Let me bring another caller aboard here. Mary, join us. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, my name's Mary. I taught religious studies in Catholic schools for 12 years. I have a master's degree in theology in the, and focused on uh, scripture from Catholic Theological Union in Chicago. And I just want to commend the Pope for bringing humanity, like a Jesus-like approach, to um, the Catholic to Catholic teaching. This is a teaching moment. It might not be officially doctrine, but it is definitely loving your neighbor as yourself. And that is the greatest command of all, according to Jesus. And I think that is what our church should be founded on, and that is what our church should be focused on. So thank you, Dr. Martin, for being here. And don't give up. Thank you. And thank you for the comments, Mary. Good to hear from you. Here's yeah, a listener. I want to say that's very astute, especially, yes. I mean, obviously coming from someone with a theological background. It is a form of teaching. I mean, it is not official church teaching. It's not an encyclical or a, 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 some sort of, uh, you know, papal document. But he is teaching in this way, the same way Jesus taught in deeds as well as words, that the Pope is teaching us. So this is what uh, comes under that rubric of a teaching moment for Catholics and perhaps certainly for non-Catholics as well, I would hope. That's uh, here's right. Here's a, a listener, though, who raises a, a curious kind of question, and I don't know if you can uh, be pressured on this or not, Father Martin, but this listener says, will the Pope's comments have any effect on Amy Coney Barrett's decisions? Oh, I, I, who knows? I mean, it, I, it's, I'm, I'm not a political expert, but it seems like uh, she has her mind made up on certain things. Uh, you know, it might make her think twice about something, but I, I would think from reading about her uh, that she has her mind made up on, on LGBTQ issues. And here's a listener who writes, I think the government should stay out of marriage, uh, the marriage business, and use a civil union for all legal purposes. Marriage can stay within the context of religion, with each religion determining criteria for themselves. Uh, thank the listener for that email. And uh, coming up on the end of this segment, I just want to get some final thoughts from you, Father Martin, in terms of where you hope this is going and ultimately the impact you believe it'll have. Well, I would hope that it would at least start a conversation uh, among people. I know that sounds really banal, but one of the most important things for the church to do in all dioceses, uh, even those who are open and, and friendly and welcoming, and even in parishes that are like that, and I know there are many in San Francisco um, is for the church to listen to LGBTQ people, not only in the United States, but in places like Poland and Uganda and Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, and really stop demonizing them. Uh, it is amazing um, the way that LGBTQ people are treated in the church. And I think the first step is for us to listen to them and treat them as fully human and also as fully members of the church. Uh, a baptized LGBT Catholic is as much a part of the church as Pope Francis, uh, Archbishop Cordelion, your local pastor, or me. And a rather, um, well, I think uh, uh, a comment to, to reckon with here by a listener says, I'm a practicing Catholic. I didn't find the Pope's statement shocking since he's made similar statements in the past. What's more shocking to me is that other leaders are not embracing this and insisting on treating some people as outcasts the way lepers were treated in the Bible. I wish the church would evolve. I think the... That speaks probably for a lot of Catholics here in the Bay Area and throughout the world, we hope. And uh, Father Martin, very good to have you with us. I appreciate your being with us this hour. My pleasure. 
That's Father James Martin, a Jesuit priest, editor-at-large of America, a National Catholic Weekly magazine author of Building a Bridge, How the Catholic Church and the LGBT Community Can Enter into a Relationship. Uh, And uh, we're going to break away when we come back. uh, We're going to talk about food banks, feeding the poor, just what Jesus wanted. Stay tuned. I'm Michael Krasny. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary all over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.